Welcome back, everyone. Jay Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Oh, my God, people. I really don't even know where the hell to start with this. We got debuts from men and women. We got people coming back from the dead. We got debuts from New Japan. Just absolutely ridiculous. I am... I am exhausted. I am absolutely exhausted. The last five minutes of the pay-per-view, I had freaking goosebumps again. I was like, oh, here we go. Here they come again. Um, yeah, what a what a show, man. What a show. Uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, I don't care what anybody says. It, this this pay-per-view opened up a lot of eyes tonight. A lot of eyes. Um uh, could it could it be a game changer? Maybe not immediately, but in the long run, absolutely, absolutely. It, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, and I don't really give a shit about ratings, but it'll still be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. Um, shoot, just uh, let you know, let's just talk about what we're getting this Wednesday, and I'm sure we're getting more than this. We're getting Moxley versus Suzuki. We're not getting that on a pay-per-view, folks. We're getting this on TV. Oh, my God. We're getting uh, the Dynamite debut of Ruby Soho. I know. I don't think it's going to be in ring, but we're going to see her. We're going to see her. Uh, we're getting Dustin Rhodes versus Malachi Black. And I'm sure we're going to get a whole lot more than that. In fact, that face-off at the end of the pay-per-view might be what we're getting sooner rather than later. The Elite versus Team, shall we say, American Dragon. But before we dive into this, folks, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Smash that sub button. Ring that bell for notifications. If you're Team Twitch, you can cheer bits. You can sub. Because actually, you know what? Let me remind you folks in the tweet, uh, excuse me, Team Twitch, it is uh, September. September, folks, save 20% on new monthly subs and give subs for a limited time. So uh, take advantage of that, folks. Great way to save some money and help support one of your favorite podcasts. If you're watching on Team YouTube, you can you can certainly sub, smash that like button. Like I said, you can also uh, you can also tip one of your favorite podcasts. You can uh, light up that super chat with the super stickers and all that stuff. I'm going to be working on those very soon. Or if you're listening audio, you can hit that that support button on Anchor.fm forward slash Smash this podcast. All right. Wow. Um, like I said, where the hell do you start with this? 
even had to give myself a little little kick, a little, uh, little caffeine water. Caffeine water. How's everyone doing tonight? Hope you're well. Hope you're all exhausted like me after watching that amazing show. Man. Um, yeah, Joey's a damn good show tonight. Hell yeah. Caretaker in the chat says, the pre-show was even pretty damn good as well. Well, that's a thing. It was cool that they... In it was cool that they uh, included them, you know, because these uh, these guys do get a pop. And that's one thing you want to do is not just throw something you don't care about on the pre-show, like like some some other companies, some other companies do. Um, it's like, oh, we don't really care about our tag division. Let's throw them on there. No. That's not what the pre-show is for. You put some good shit on the pre-show so that people buy the show. That's what it's for, right? So put people on there who are going to get a pop. Matt Hardy's going to get a pop. Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express, is going to get a pop. Orange Cassidy is going to get a pop. Get people out of their seats. It's smart business, folks. It's smart. Primetime says he was losing his freaking voice. Right? My favorite nephew said it all right here. Good old Vinnie Matt can suck it. <laughs> They're probably having trouble picking him off the floor right now. Right? Bell's Boy says, pay-per-view of the year. <laughs> Zach said he needs a J-Bone emote. Patience, brother. Patience. Patience. Stuff's coming. Stuff's coming. Just got to find the time to do it. All right. Well, you know, let's uh, let's just start at the top and get through this. Uh, I don't plan on being here all night like the pay-per-view was. <laughs> That was a long show. I mean, I set this to go live an hour ago. Let's not be, uh, let's, let's not kid ourselves. That was a long show, but it was damn good. I'm not complaining about that, but could you imagine if I was sitting here in this seat for four hours and then had to do that? No, I'm sorry, folks. I knew this was going to be a long one. I knew this was going to be a long one. And with as much pain as I've been in lately, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it through the night in this office chair. <laughs> so I'm going to be as cozy as possible, dealing with everything, enjoying myself. And um, I had to check on the stream a couple times. Uh, we were sharing it with Patreons. Um, over on uh, the, the TNI Discord. Thank you for those who um, made that possible. Greatly appreciate it. War Dogs here says AEW's on fire. Yes, truth. <clears throat> Bell's Boy already with the hot question. 
Okay, question, folks. J-Bone with Punk, Malachi, Adam Cole, baby, Ruby, Brian, and Andrade now, all elite. What do you think the guys and gals who've been busting their humps since day one are going to feel? Everyone's going to get a boost from this. Everyone's going to get a boost from this. I mean, are they going to be able to put the entire card on every show? No. No. But that's what Elevation and Dark is for, to keep them busy, to keep them employed, because they are still important. It's honestly, look, here's here's real talk, folks, whether you want to think about it this way or not. Okay? Him hiring all these people, it's good business. I know some people look at that and say, oh, he's just spending his papa's money. AEW had a tremendous start between two to three years ago. They had a great start, good foundation. Okay? They are making new, new stars while recreating other ones who maybe didn't have a fair shake somewhere else. So it's all new in this, in front of the eyes of the public. Okay? Think about it, uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna compare it to up north as much as you probably don't want to hear it. That's what main event is for. That's what, uh, you know, the old Sunday night heat. That's what uh, that's what dark matches are for. Keeps people busy, keeps them working, even if they're not on top. And then you go through X amount of feuds, and it's like, okay, it's time for someone fresh. Bring up so-and-so for main event. Put other people down in main event or put people down in NXT. Circulate them. It's the same thing, only different. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's the same thing. You can't. Not everybody can be up here, you know? But bringing in all these new faces is going to bring more eyes to the product, hopefully. But also real talk. Also real talk is there's only X amount of wrestling fans out there. You know? You look at the, the numbers of everyone who watches wrestling every week. It's between 2 to 3 million, if that. And they're all separated on different brands. Some watch this bunch of brands. Some watch this bunch of brands. Some watch them all. Some watch one or two. But it's all the same fans. You hope that doing this can bring some old faces back, but it's not going to happen overnight. Is it ever going to get up to that 5 to 10 million mark again like it was back in the Attitude Era? No. It would take something, it would take a hand of God to do something like that. It's not going to happen. So look, you know, it's the same but different, you know. So. <clears throat> All right, let's dive into this. 
So that was that was just my professional podcasting opinion. There, I got it in. <laughs> uh, pre-show, T. Orange Cassidy versus uh, House of, House of Hardy, or whatever it's called. I can never remember. It's not something that rolls off the tongue. It's just Matt Hardy and his goons, you know. Um, it was a fun match, you know, where everybody got their shit in. You know, crowd popped. You know, uh, it's Orange Cassidy, Yuta, uh, Sexy Chucky e. T, and Jurassic Express, uh, which was. Uh, well, Marco stunned, but he wasn't like in the match. He was just there. Well, he, he got his, he got a couple moves in, I think. Uh, Hardy family office. Yeah, see, that just doesn't, that doesn't flow off the tongue. Thank you, Bell's boy. Thank you, Bell's boy. I'll have to like tattoo that on my forehead, you know, something. I don't know. So every time I look in the mirror, aha, there it is. Then the mirror will break. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then you had um, a Jurassic Express. You had Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. On the other side, you had Matt Hardy, of course. And uh, party, 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 um, party time. No, what the hell are they called? Damn. Chimney Christmas. I watched some of it, okay, damn it. <laughs> Um, but we had the butcher come black, uh, come black private party. Thank you. Critical stings. Hey, there he is critical, um, private party. And thank you, Violet. And, uh, TH2. See, I got that one. H2O, T, whatever it was, TH2. And, <laughs> Armin, you're not helping. Private Hardy office party. Well, that's actually cute. <laughs> and no, I'm not writing that on my forehead. Uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. Orange, you know, Orange Cassidy, of course, gets lots of pop, uh, pops. Um, THQ. What? <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, it's just one of those where everybody gets their shit in. Uh, it, keep, keep an eye on that kid, Yuta. I mean, he's been around for a while, but I'm really glad that they brought a guy like him in because he was just getting lost in the indies, MLW. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with MLW. Apparently, they're doing something real big soon, but it's whatever it is, it's not going to include Wheeler Yuta. Good shit. Good shit. Lots of fun. Team Orange Cassidy wins. And then they get the beat down from the butcher comes back. And I, I, I looked once in a while and I know he was in the hospital. And like, you know, like I always said, you know, we don't have to know everything that's going on out there. Some stuff is just kept private, but I never heard what was wrong with him. I don't know if it was COVID related or, you know, uh, did he, strained something did he tweak something i i never heard so 
But nonetheless, I love the butcher. He's a big badass guy, and him, him, and uh, the blade are a great underrated tag team. So great to see him back. <laughs> ML who? <laughs> <laughs> right critical what women's division and mlw uh <laughs> well yeah i'm sure he was hurt i just you know just didn't know what i just saw a few pictures from you know a hospital scene with him in a hospital gown and then never heard what but still was hoping he was you know coming back several months though several was seven eight nine months whatever it was glad gl glad he's back Glad he's back. Uh, then on to the main show here. Oof. Hang on, folks. Here we go. We're starting out hot. The TNT title. Miro defending against Eddie Kingston. Now, I'll admit, I didn't pay as much attention to this first one as I could have. Um. I was just getting done with uh, dinner, just getting cozy. So I missed some of this, but from what I saw, it was a lot of fun. A lot of just these two just telling the story back and forth, and back and forth, you know, slugging it out. Um, good slobber knocker. And Miro just, damn. He's, it's, Miro's just looking better and better. Just looking better and better. Um. And Eddie Kingston, damn, he's tough. Uh, and, you know, and I, I really thought we were going to see Lana tonight. I really thought, you know, we were going to get uh, maybe Lana, a little bit of interference from the other side of the uh, barrier when the ref wasn't looking and all of a sudden, oh, Lana's here, you know, or CJ Perry or whatever, you know. Miro's hot Russian wife. I don't know what you're going to call her. Like Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm not upset. I just was like, hey, you know, we're going to knock it out of the park tonight. Let's do like three, four new people and just wow the world. And I really thought Lana was going to be one of them because she was free agent as of a few, uh, few days ago but they might save something like that for um for dynamite or whatever or maybe she doesn't maybe she's not ready maybe she's got other stuff going on who knows we don't you know i i don't keep that close uh eye on her because god knows i'd probably lose my wife in the process so <laughs> so well, yeah, wild style. That's where they live is right there, I think. Um, but wait, Lana's from, don't, well, she's, she's, she's from, she's from another country though. I'm pretty sure. Styles is in the chat. What is up, brother? How you doing? Uh, but anyways, no Lana. Great match. Great Great uh, match to kick off this main card here. Uh, Miro defends successfully. Uh, no shame in, in losing to a to a badass like Miro. He wins with a 
with a high kick to the face. In the face! Violet says she's from the same place as him. Yeah, so you know, Bulgaria, Mother Russia, so, somewhere over there. Somewhere over there. Somewhere across the way from Alaska, if you will. Kojima versus Mox. Uh, John Moxley next. John Moxley comes out with a GCW hoodie on which uh, prompted the crowd to uh, congratulate him on his big world championship win last night in GCW. Apparently he beat the one Matt Cardona always ready. I guess he wasn't, he, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for Mox. Uh, so then a lot of people are saying, well, of course that's then that's going to set up the big fight with, um, you know, the GCW, uh, K, uh, Nick Gage, excuse me. There's all these, all these wrestlers with the rhyming names, Page, Gage, Cage, all on a different stage. I know I'm showing my age. Please don't rage. Uh, <laughs> But ups. Um, but yeah, so Moxley comes out with the GCW hoodie on, pops the crowd, and has just a just a slobber knocker. I mean, I really enjoyed Kojima's stuff at Impact Wrestling. The the short time, the short time he was there, uh, I felt like he could have done another match or two. But, um, but you know, it is what it is, you know, I'll take it, you know, it's something different, something good, you know, certainly didn't stink up the joint. <laughs> Care caretakers, <laughs> a poet, they didn't know it. Oh, geez. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, Mox, Mox wins this one. And I, I didn't know if, uh, Mox was going to win this one. You know, I didn't want to assume anything, but this was a damn good match. This is one of those where, you know, you, you know, the doors swinging both ways, you know, new Japan people are coming over here and there. AEW people going to new Japan. Or at least on strong for now, which is still not a bad thing, you know. Even if it is, even if it only is on strong. So, but yeah, he beats Kojima, and then all of a sudden, we get now. See, now I I've seen a few Suzuki matches, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm the biggest Suzuki fan. Um, yeah, I, my, my, my time watching new Japan is fairly limited. I watch some of the really bigger shows, depending on, you know, what's going on, who's on them back in the day when, you know, the, uh, the bullet club consisted of AJ and the bucks and the, 
all those guys. And I remember watching Suzuki's return when he came in with uh, Suzuki uh, Goon or Gun or whatever it was called, his stable with Lance Archer and a bunch of guys. And uh, that was fun. That invasion was fun. So that really, uh, that opened up my eyes to like, wow, who is this guy? He looks like an absolute just psycho with his, you know, hair, the marks carved in his head. I was like, what is going on with this guy? And I hadn't seen him in a long time. I really haven't seen much New Japan stuff. And now he just walked through the door and he arrives here in AEW. Now, I know he also got announced for some indie shows I, I couldn't tell you what it was for probably gcw or something but there's a few different ones and i don't know who he's facing but i know i saw his face on a few posters so i can't uh i can't wait to see what he does with um with moxley um uh, Damn, Suzuki versus Moxley. And and Moxley is getting that in his hometown. Crazy. I thought we were going to have to wait till some big pay-per-view or special or whatever. No, we're getting it this Wednesday. It's less than a, a week away, folks. Suzuki versus Mox. Jiminy Christmas. Hold on to your butts, folks. AEW is really going to start... Uh, Cranking out some good stuff here. Uh, we got the women's title match. Britt Baker, a D, M, a D. I think she stole my gimmick. No, I'm kidding. Versus Chris Statlander. Britt Baker, of course, with Rebel and Jamie Hayter. Chris Statlander out there with uh, Orange Cassidy. Great to see that at least, you know, some someone from that crew went out with her to uh, help even the odds a little bit. So. But, yeah, this was a good match. Uh, Chris Statlander couldn't get it done. Bert Baker, um, man, she is just over like Rover. She really is. You know, she's she's supposed to be the big heel. And, and that crowd is just, I mean, she's got that, you know, she's, she's the heel that everybody loves. It's kind of like when Hogan turned and he became like the cool thing, you know, with the start of the NWO. And instead of booing him, they were everybody was cheering him. The bad guys were cool. Like the bad guys were the good guys, and the good guys were eh, don't care about them, you know. <laughs> Britt Baker, I'm not saying she has that much star power. I'm just saying it feels similar to that concept. You see what I'm saying? So Violet says, wasn't Wheeler out there too? Well, he came out on the stage with um, uh, Chuck Taylor. 
but it was only Orange Cassidy that walked down with her. I'm pretty sure. At least I don't think he was out there. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was just Orange Cassidy that walked down with her. I, I'd have to go check again, but I'm pretty sure. But anyways, um, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Britt Britt Baker wins here. Chris Stadler, I saw someone saying that Chris Statlander still looked good even though she lost. Yeah, I I absolutely. Absolutely. And she's uh she's one of my faves. I'm glad she's back and I'm glad she's healthy. And I'm glad she could still, you know, pull off a match like this. You know, so it doesn't matter if she's working an AAW show in Chi Town or something like this for a you know for a big stage. She looks like a million bucks. She looks really good. So um Next, we've got the uh, the cage match. This was intense, guys. This was absolutely intense. Oh, excuse me. Um, Lucha Bros with a hell of an entrance. I mean, this just felt big. I mean, this really felt like a big fight feel. You know, you get your... Uh, your entourage out there with you and everybody's, you know, bouncing around to the entrance music. That's what this felt like. It just felt big. And of course the young guns with their whole squad out there just looking. <laughs> I mean, you never know what the young bucks are going to come out looking like, but they still look like stars. And Nick, <laughs> Nick Jackson, my God, he had like the Steiner blonde mustache it was it was great i was i was cracking up laughing at first i i thought he shaved his stash and all you know going down into his beard but no he dyed his beard dark and it dyed his mustache like a darker blonde you know like uh like steiner and i was like oh my god i'm like if he starts doing some steiner math or something i'm gonna just fall on the damn floor dying uh, <laughs> but I love the Young Bucks. They crack me up. They're such good heels. So good. This cage match, um, I'm, a, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I'm glad no one got hurt horribly. I mean, well, with the exception of Pentagon needing a, a pint of blood by the end of this. Um, <laughs> caretaker, no Steiner promos. No. Okay. <laughs> No Steiner math, dude. Duly noted. Uh, we did get a couple moves off the top towards the end. I'm glad there wasn't like just a barrage of them because that just gets it's it's uh, it's too dangerous. Well, and um, I, I'm pretty sure one of one, if not both, of the young bucks said they couldn't do a match like that ladder match a couple years ago again because that was just insane so this was a lot of fun had a lot of crashes into the you know side of the cage even pentagon sliding down getting stuck between the apron and the cage which i kind of thought that was going to happen because this 
that cage is not like one of those normal cages that fits tight against the ring apron on the outside so that there's not a lot of give between the rope and the cage. This almost had that big hell in a cell feel because it goes out about a foot, feels like it goes out at least almost a foot from the apron, you know, not a lot of space, not a lot of space to like walk through there, but you can get, it's got some give so you can get stuck in there. So that there is some space between the ropes and the cage, you know, for falling or crashing. And it just looks a little more like a little more give a little more chance for some, uh, you know, you got some slack in there, I guess you could say, I don't but yeah he uh pentagon my god they i mean they really went old school with this and they even said david said that rivalry with these two met like five or six years ago in pwg so this rivalry goes back and it goes back to the beginning of AEW too, except like I said, in the predictions, it was for a different prize. Those tag team championships were the AAA championships and they hot potatoed those a little bit. Went back and forth a little. So, um, but this was, this was nuts. And like I said, uh, Matt even went old school, busted out the old PWG shoe with the tacks on the bottom, and then just drove it into Pentagon's face. And his face was just, I mean, I I feel bad for his family. I mean, his his little his little girls came out there at the end of the match and they gave their dad a hug and they were just covered in blood and they were crying and then mom just quick shoot him away towards the back and it was like, oh jeez. I mean, but because <laughs> at first I was like, oh, what a moment. And then that was like the same breath a sec a half a second later. I was like, oh, those poor kids. <laughs> What a beautiful mo oh scarred for life, you know. It's like <laughs> but this was a big moment for the Lucha Bros. Think about it. Their first time in the U.S. in front of a a TV audience was Lucha Ground between six to seven years ago. Crazy how far they've come since then. So over the course of four seasons of Lucha Underground, and then they hit the Indies as hard as they possibly could. Just nuts. Just nuts. So good. And so th this was a this was a really big moment. You know, it's one thing to get signed by this company and be stars and sell merch and get figs and all that. But this was this was absolutely a huge moment for them. So props to them. I'm so happy for them. Zach, look at that. Zach Bonifer with the Lucha Underground. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, the Lucha Underground emotes. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Still one of the best shows in the last decade. <laughs> Caretaker. Man, I hope Pentagon's getting paid well. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. But yeah, he and his brother are absolutely one of the best tag teams in the world right now. And now they got the belts, the gold to prove it. So tremendous win. We have brand new AEW tag team belt holders, championship holders, the Lucha Bros. Good stuff. The Women's Casino Battle Royal. A lot of fun. My um, my winner who I picked last night, I believe I picked Anna J. Don't quote me on that. I was trying to remember while I was watching, and I didn't remember till almost the end. But Anna J. got uh, – she was like one of the first, what, 10 to go or something like that, number 10 or something. I started I started writing down the numbers, and then, you know, you get about three-quarters of the way through, and you just lose track. It's, it's what always happens to me. A quick, a quick go through the names, though. Clubs, first group out. Uh, Hikaru Shida, uh, Chicago's own, Sky Blue. Great to see her, even – Sadly, she was the first to go, but it's still a moment for her to go out on a show like this. You know, that's that's great. She got a little pop. Uh, Emmy uh, Sakura, the bunny, and Abaddon looking absolutely freaking terrifying with that <laughs> punk rock blood red uh, mohawk. Just terrifying. Um, Diamonds out next. Anna J was my pick. Uh, Kiara, Kiara Hogan. Uh, uh, Kylan, Kylan, kill, killing, killing, Kylan King. I'm still working on that one. I haven't seen much of her, but that was one of the new hires after they uh, left Florida along with Fuego and a couple others. Uh, Diamante and Nyla Rose to round up the uh, diamonds. The hearts are next. Thunder Rosa. Penelope Ford. Uh, Rio, Big Swole, and Jamie Hayter. And then the spades wrapping it up. Uh, Ty Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch. Jade Cargill and Rebel and the Joker, Ruby Soho, was one of the surprises of the show tonight, even though it was one of the worst kept secrets. <laughs> A few of these tonight were the worst kept secrets, but um, still, it's it's fun, you know, because it's like you, you know they're going to show up, but he's still not. 100% sure. It's like 99.999, you know. So, um, the final three going into the end here was uh, Nyla Rose, Thunderosa, and Ruby Soho. Nyla was tossed out down to Thunderosa and Ruby, and Ruby is your winner. She was so uh, excited, she hugged the ref. 
<laughs> which was a cute moment. Yeah, she was emotional. She got a hell of a pop. They were they were chanting her name before she came out. So yeah, she was emotional. Good good moment for her. She wasn't my pick because I didn't think they were going to give it to her immediately, but they did. So it's all right. So Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho is your winner. And yes, she did get the rancid song. It's classic. I'm gonna have to check that out sometime. I don't listen to much punk. But if I do, I'm going to check out something like that. <clears throat> Maybe I'll check out some Misfits. Something different. I'm always up for checking out new stuff. New, even if it's new old stuff. <laughs> Critical Sting. <laughs> Kiera got the Leo Rush special tonight. Yeah, I hear, <clears throat> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Caretaker says that whole album from Rancid is great. All right. I'll take your, uh... oh, out, came, out come the wolves. All right. I'll, I'll remember that. You know what? I'm going to quick write that down. Thank you. Rancid, out come the wolves. I'll turn that on while I'm uh, working on some stuff outside tomorrow. Sounds like something good to Oh, Charles, I'm sorry for your uh, for your loss, man. Sorry for your loss. Oh, so yeah, lots of losses lately. Sad. Very, very sad. Very sad. All right. Back to this. We got uh we got Billy. Uh, I forget his last name, but uh Billy from Fozzie out on the stage doing the the Jericho intro for uh Jericho's hopefully not his last match. Was, was getting was getting emotional during this. No, <laughs> not really, not really. You're welcome, Selfie King. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, uh, MJF getting the uh, one of the biggest boos of the evening when people thought that uh, Jericho was doing a classic countdown. Y2J entrance and then the music switched and went into his and he came out just looking extravagant in that robe and uh yeah that was oof MJF what a guy what a guy so yeah I was really hoping tonight that uh Chris Jericho was gonna win because then it would have made tomorrow feel a whole lot different. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm actually going to see 
Fozzie tomorrow night in a club just south of here. Well, it's probably closer to the Illinois border than I think, but it's uh, nonetheless south of here. So uh, a buddy of mine texted me the other night. He's like, hey, did you hear Fozzie's coming to town? And I was actually alive at the time, and I never responded to him. And he's texted me, and he's texted me, and he's texted me. And by the end of the texts, and one voicemail that I missed later, I found out that uh, my buddy Dino bought me Fozzie tickets. So that's where I'm going to be tomorrow night is seeing Fozzie live with, oh, who are the opening bands? Through Fire and Royal Bliss. Love me some Royal Bliss. Good stuff. Good news stuff. <clears throat> yes, spoiled. Uh, yes, Bell's boy. I am absolutely going to be careful. I'll be the one hiding in the corner of the club with my mask on. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am a little nervous, but uh, my friend and I have not gone out and done anything in a long time, and and he's careful too. He knows he knows how scary it is out there. So, no, I mean, who knows? I mean, we we're probably going to be the only ones with masks on in the place. Who knows? But yeah, we'll be careful. We'll be careful. So, but yeah, looking forward to that. So we'll do a, maybe a late night concert review for a um, <laughs> checked up jukebox Tuesday morning or something. Who knows? Who knows? Selfie King says, make sure you jump Jericho. Oh, no. LOL, JK. Yeah, no jumping. No jumping Jericho. I don't care how much Grey Goose he's had before he hits the stage. I'm not jumping him. <laughs> Y'all crazy. So, uh, but yeah, good, good match between these guys. I mean, it was probably... It was probably one of the matches. I mean, it's, it was still a very important match on the card because it was basically putting the period at the end of the sentence, you know, or the exclamation point at the end of this feud, you know, or in some cases, depending on who won the nail in the coffin. And, um, But as far as matches-wise, you know, we've seen this one a few times, so I probably wasn't excited for this. But it was still a good match. They told a decent story. And then, there, of course, there was a little swerve at the end there where, um, you know, they finished the match and everyone was like, boo! And then the other, and then the other uh, ref came out there and said, oh, no, you made a mistake. You didn't see him. He actually, you know, he actually had his foot on the ropes, you know, so... Because, uh, you know, the announcers, the, the commentary was losing it. They're like, no, not like this, you know. So. <laughs> Caretaker says, get a Rufus chant going at the concert. <gasps> oh, man. That'd be wild. <laughs> I don't know if my buddy knows who that is. He knows some wrestling, but I don't know if he knows who that is. He'd probably look at me like, what are we chanting? Okay. That'd be funny. Maybe I'll do that. I'm going to be sober, so I don't know. 
might have to get a few beers and be in order to do that. No, I, I really don't feel like drinking, but we'll see. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah. Jericho, after the match restarts, does get the win. And then he celebrates with Inner Circle in the ring. They all come out there, and they're giving him hugs and high fives and raising their hands and everything. So um, this really does put a big – I mean, it's, it's – it's, like I said, this feud has gone on for a long time. So um, – But it was a fun one. This went on for what a year, something like that. I mean, it's it's what it's been one of the biggest feuds during this pandemic. Oh, there's that p word, and one of the more fun ones. You know, had stim, had uh, all sorts of crazy gimmick matches and whatever. So. Oh, Ra Ra Ralphus, Rufus, Ralphus. It's one of those. I don't know. Selfie King says, if I ever go to a wrestling event, I'm having a sign that says J Bone Fifty One Fifty. No, if you're gonna do that, have a sign that says Smash This Podcast and hold up a big logo. This one right here. This logo right here in the corner. Big sign. That logo. I'll send you one. <laughs> uh, it is Ralphus. Okay. Rufus, Ralphus, Rutabaga, whatever. It's all great. <laughs> Although if I start a Rutabaga chant at a Fozzie concert, they might hit me in the face with the mic stand. So. But anyways, good win here for Jericho. So I, I can I can celebrate. Tomorrow night, I could fake cry at the front of the stage and say, you're not quitting wrestling. Thank you. And then he'll giggle and hit me in the face with the mic stand. Uh, <laughs> J-Bone bangs for bits. Now, Zach Bonifer, I'm not that big of a slut. I am a retired slut. All right. Let's get that straight. CM Punk. I'd say the biggest return of the decade. By far. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Now, unfortunately, I missed I missed part of this match because I was dealing with a dumbass. In their in our Discord, and I mean a straight up dumbass. This guy was just obnoxious all damn day. Would not leave people alone. So when I'm done with this, someone's probably getting kicked from the Discord. I'm just letting you. Because I've had it with him. I have no time for stupid, obnoxious people. That's not what that Discord is for. 
It's about having fun. It's about, you know, having a great conversation, sharing stuff with each other, not being annoying little dickhead, especially when you know that someone is struggling and you just keep needling them and needling them and needling them. Oh, yeah, they're done. They're done. They may not know it, but they're done. No, I got no time for that. I care about the people in there, believe it or not. You know, some people just think, oh, they're just, you know, doing all this stuff just to earn big bucks. I can tell you we're not earning big bucks. We grew a community and we actually care about that community. And if there's a jackass in it, we're kicking them out, period, plain and simple. There you go. But if you want a nice little community to go into that's not as toxic as, say, Twitter or Facebook, check out the TNI Discord. I'd say jump in the Smash This Podcast one, but there's really no activity. There's not many people in there. So I'm probably going to discontinue it soon, unfortunately. But that's okay. The TNI one, there's like almost 150 people in there. So it's it's a nice, it's a nice amount of people. Uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, critical sting, behave yourself. I know exactly what you were gonna say, behave yourself. All right. Uh, the CM Punk match. For what I did see of it, it was good. It was very good. He still he still got it. They told a great story in the ring. And folks, the 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 main chapter of that story is if you don't know, is does CM Punk still got it in the ring? Does he still got it? And they, it, like I said, they told a great story in the ring because that was the whole thing was everybody was watching every move of his very carefully. How was he going to react to Darby? Was Darby, was Darby Allen going to, um, you know, get one up on him? And I didn't. I didn't, I didn't want to assume anything. Remember, like I said, I say this a million times. I say this almost every show. I never assume. I mean, you can, you can say, oh, yeah, well, of course, I knew CM Punk was going to win. Of course he's going to win. But what if he didn't? It'd be a different story, wouldn't it? I think people would love him, but, they, you know, there'd be a, there'd be some... Um, there'd be some people that said, ah, I knew he didn't have it in him. But he did. So when I have the time tomorrow, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch this whole thing. RK says, Punk showed that he wasn't exactly the same, but he can still wrestle. Yeah. I, I, I don't think 
I'd say they 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 told a good story, but I would have wouldn't have called it a five star match because they told the story of Punk was unsure of himself, and he said this a few times. He absolutely did not say during the last two weeks, ah, I ain't scared, I ain't worried, I'm back. I mean, he said, I'm back quite confidently. He's excited to be back, but as far as getting in that ring and putting on the tights again, or in this case, well, instead of trunks, it was tights, which was different, because I was like, okay, now take off the pants. Thought he had some, like, rip-away pants. No, he, he wrestled in... In um, tights for the first time. I can't remember the last time I saw him in tights. I don't know know if he's ever worn tights. So, yeah, that was different. It was like old man punk. No, I'm kidding. He's older. Certainly a little more wiser. He'd have to be, right? At least I'd think so. That's me. It's just me. But yeah, for what I did see of this was a lot of fun. Told a good story in the ring. I'm going to watch the whole thing back. Probably, you know, like I watched, you know, his entrance from a few weeks ago. About 10,000 times in three days. I'm not going to watch this match that much, but. Critical thing says Punk ain't no Garza. No, he's better than Garza. There you go. We get the announcement. Um, well, I, sh- I should talk about the end of the match. Uh, Sting comes out. So Sting was not out there with him. Sting comes out after the match. And... Men in tights. <laughs> You're funny. Dongzilla? That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> Dear God. Um, so Sting comes out and they both have a cool moment with uh Darby. Darby's Darby's tough. Holy shit, is he tough? This kid, I tell you. Gets up on his own, doesn't want the help, and then slowly, cautiously shakes Punk's hand. Punk shakes Sting's hand. And I thought for a split second that we were going to get like a heel Sting and this would be like the complete heel turn from, because, you know, Darby had to heal it up a little bit going into this, you know. He's cocky. The kid's cocky. He's confident. He said a few things that were a little heelish going into this. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember seeing a few things online and I was like, ooh, that's not like Darby. Well, it is like Darby, but we usually don't think of it like that. But this one was, this is different, you know? getting aimed at a guy like Punk. It was like, huh, interesting. <clears throat> so I thought maybe uh, Sting would, uh, you know, Scorpion drop or whatever it's called. Um, punk. And that would have been, oof. 
that would have really shook the place, eh? But no. Dongzilla is the Baron. Baron? Dear God. What is up, brother? Ah, <laughs> oh, the old Baron from uh, the Ramblers. First podcast family I was associated with. Hope all is well, dude. If some of you have been watching me for uh, several years and you know who the Ramblers are. So, um, but yeah, so then Punk celebrates alone in the ring, has a great moment. Full gear announcement for November 13th. Apparently, they changed the date. <clears throat> I guess it was on a Sunday. Now it's on a Saturday. I don't know what's around that. <clears throat> Ah, much love, brother. Love the hat on the dog, too. Is that your dog? Beautiful dog, if it is. Um, yeah, I think they changed it. I saw some people uh, online saying that they, uh, they changed it. I don't know if they're going to change the location, but we'll see where things go over the next few months. But it's November... 13th, and I'm pretty sure it's on a Saturday. QT Marcel versus Paul White. It's a match I almost forgot we were getting tonight. <laughs> no offense, big guy. No offense. <clears throat> uh, this was short and sweet. It was cool to see Paul White back, but he uh, he gave QT what he deserved. You know, he knocked him out. He knocked his ass out. Pinned him one, two, three. Not, not really um, too much else to say about that. Baron says, that's Maggie Moo, the queen of the house. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog, brother. Beautiful dog. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, full gears in St. Louis. Okay, so that's the same. All right. I was thinking they moved something else. Team Twitch. What's up, Bill? How you doing tonight? Did you watch the show? Um, we then get the announcement for what we're getting this Wednesday. Mox versus Suzuki in Mox's hometown. That's I'm assuming that's going to be the headliner. Ruby Soho is going to be there. Her Dynamite debut. And then uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Malachi Black. And then we're probably going to have a lot more, we'll call it fallout from all out. <laughs> Say that 10 times really fast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Dynamite. Should be a lot of fun. God, you can't believe we're getting Suzuki versus Mox. And then just so so that I mean there's that that's a big that's a big match that that's a pay per view size match on a dynamite, and now all this other stuff that we're gonna get to in a little bit is gonna also creep its way into the show. Look, I just got oh my god, I just got goosebumps just thinking about it. Crazy. AEW just got ten more levels of crazy, folks. I'm here for it. 
I am so excited. I may not look that excited. It's been a long day. So, um, and that was a long damn show to watch. Um, the old bone is, trust me, I'm excited. If I'm, if I'm still getting goosebumps from wrestling, trust me, I'm excited. Paul, everyone's doing okay. That's an interesting question, caretaker. It says, how many vets are going to fight Malachi Black? I got a feeling he's going to have one of those long, slow, undefeated streaks. And they're going to keep him far away from a lot of championships. And then all of a sudden when the time is right and they actually start focusing on his record and his undefeated streak, that's when they'll spring him into either the TNT title shot or the big one. It's a good question. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of veterans he can go through. Um, it just depends on. I mean, he just took care of what? What's it? The hell's his name? Johnson. He just took care of Johnson. Johnson's a young kid, but he took out Cody. He took out Arn. He took out what? Took out Fuego. <laughs> Fuego's not a Fuego's not a pet. Uh, <laughs> I think that was right before he got signed. So that was like, oh man, he's definitely getting signed after that. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm enjoying this. You know, it's one of those that's like a, it's a it's a focal point of the show, but it it doesn't have a championship tied to it. You know, it feels like it feels like Miro without a championship. It also feels big like Jade Cargill in a way. You know, it's something special. It's something unique, kind of like MJF or Wardlow. They're not out there all the time, but you know there's something special. Similar but different. So we'll see. Raven. Yeah, Raven. <laughs> I don't think Raven's getting out there, but that'd be fun. That'd be fun. If he, if he, if he could still go, that'd be fun. And then on to the main events. This was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Cause like I said, by this point I was exhausted, but I was still excited because I knew what was coming. At least I thought I knew it was coming. Yeah. We, we, we got more than what we thought was coming. Like if you thought that, um, uh, Brian Danielson. See, now that's got to get used to saying that again. It's not Daniel Bryan. And I could tell the announcers when he showed up, they had to pause for a second because they almost they almost said Daniel Bryan. I could tell. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole is all elite, baby. 
What a night, folks. Seriously, what a night. But this main event, Kenny Omega defending his all-elite world title against Christian Cage, the Impact world title holder. Now, I'm sure there's some Impact fans out there that are going to say this was really bad. But at least Kenny didn't beat him on impact. You know? At least we didn't get that. So, well, and I said this going into the whole, this feud that really kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, because I, I had pretty much taken a week off and I did some catching up. So I, I caught all the Christian Kenny Omega stuff as it blossomed late, you know, found out that about the championship spot that was going to happen on the, uh, was it the first episode of rampage that kind of blew me away. I was like, Whoa, we're getting that. So I was excited about that, but I also, you know, had some of the same sentiments about, well, what happened to all the guys that were getting to push on impact? What happened to those guys? I could understand that too. You know, there's that. There was also the worry of true colors. What's up, man? Good to see you. There was also the worry that I saw a lot of people saying that by the time All Out came around, Kenny and Don were going to end up getting Christian Cage to put his Impact World title on the line again. It was going to end up being title for title again at this show. So then Kenny would walk away with both titles by the end of this pay-per-view. I'm glad that didn't happen. But I was happy that Christian did go out there holding the title, and they did announce him as such. They've I've noticed that they've you know whether it's the Good Brothers or Christian Cage, they've been very prominent about uh, or consistent, I should say. They've been very consistent about saying they are the Impact champions, whether it be tag champions, world champion, whatever. They've been very consistent about that lately, and they don't say it with disgust. They say it with a bit of pride, like, hey, he's a world champion, or hey, they're the tag team champion. I mean, there is a little more, you know, hesitation with that with the good brothers because they're they're such assholes. They're such heels, you know. But it's not as bad as it was before. Although Tony Schiavone still can't stand. Don Callis doesn't hold anything back. <laughs> Just calls him an asshole right on the pay-per-view or a piece of shit or whatever he does. It was just hilarious. And Christian does too. He doesn't hold back either. Uh, but this was a lot of <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I mean, Kenny really I mean, Christian did get some offense in, but Kenny really gave it to Christian here. My God. But it also showed how tough Christian is. 
this wasn't one of those things where it was a five-minute match and Kenny finished him off with a you know one-winged angel or whatever. No, they told a decent story, and they had some great spots. Poor Christian. I mean, I hope he's okay for the tapings coming up in a, was it a week and a half or whatever it is for Impact Wrestling. That one table spot where the table legit exploded into pieces and the leg came through the, the board, the wood, and went into Christian's side. Yeah, that looked ugly. And it, it didn't show stuff right away, but by the end of the match when Christian was laying there after the pin and they were kind of kicking him and beating him down at the end, they did one of those, you know, aerial views over him, you know, like a camera looking down at him. And there was a spot on his, you know, under his ribs full of blood about that big. That was ugly. So when they replayed that, yeah, Violets, that, that was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, <clears throat> what channel is Impact Wrestling on? Access TV. And if you don't have Access TV, you can pay 99 cents and watch the YouTube on their YouTube channel on a weekly basis. Oh, he had blood coming out of his mouth, too. I didn't catch that. Crazy. Paul Nelson gives the number of the channel he watches Impact on. God bless you, Paul. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, man. It's not 340 around here. It's, it's 12. What is it? Number channel 1266 or something. <laughs> Just, it's way up in the thousands. Because um, <laughs> we have like 3,000 channels. It's ridiculous. Uh, silly. But anyways. Good main event. Kenny Omega ends up beating Christian Cage. Of course, there's some shenanigans. And then Kenny Omega gets on the mic and starts talking about, no one's going to beat me. Not this guy, not that guy, not even dead people. And as soon as he says dead people, the lights go out. And this was, of course a wink, wink, and a nod, nod back to six years ago or whatever it was when on BTE that first couple of years when the Adam Cole was on there and they were all in Ring of Honor and they killed off Adam Cole just as he was going up north. It's hard to believe it was that long ago, right? But they killed him off on their, uh, their YouTube show. They poisoned his monster or energy drink or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been teasing this for a while. Kenny Omega just did too. So yeah. Um, so Adam Cole comes out and oh, did he get a pop? Now it's interesting because there was stories just 24 to 48 hours ago that, um, he was still negotiating with WWE. But apparently, 
those negotiations didn't go very well because he is now all elite. Now, I'll be honest. I have not watched a lot of his stuff from NXT. I really got away from the product over the last few years. Um, but I know he's done some great things there. The thing is, um, a lot of people that were in NXT, Constance, you know, main eventers in NXT, did not want to go to the main roster. Because we've seen what Vince has done with people like Adam Cole on the main roster. And one of the negotiation points is apparently Adam Cole has built up a really significant audience on his Twitch stream that he's very thankful for. And he said he is absolutely not letting go of that. And well, what is WWE going to do? You can't, can't take that away from a guy that's done that, especially when he's already got Three quarters of himself out the door. What are you gonna what are you gonna say? Oh, sure, you can stay and you can keep that, and then what? Take it away from them? Who knows? Who knows what they would have done? They'd have pulled some shit. So um Keep thinking Michael Cole. Yeah, it's what's well, it's Michael Cole's brother or nephew. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see Adam Cole here. And then so he gets in the ring, and it looks like it looks for like a half a second like he's there to help Christian Cage, and they all back up, and then oh no, they all hug Adam Cole and they kiss him on the cheek, just like in the old day. Old days that you remember that ring of honor that was part of their entrance, and the young bucks would kiss him on the cheek. Oh my god, that was hilarious! I almost forgot that. What a riot! And he gets on the mic and he's like, You didn't think I was gonna attack these guys, I love these guys. So, <clears throat> not only is Adam Cole all elite or all part of all elite wrestling, he is with the elite. So that group just got even more dangerous now. And just when you think that's the last surprise of the night, and I was really hoping that wasn't going to be the last surprise of the night because when the lights uh, <laughs> when the lights went out and the music hit again, I could tell it was, well, okay, so we didn't get the Europe. It's the final countdown, okay? We didn't get that, but that's okay. Because you know what, damn it? We got Brian Danielson formerly known as Daniel Bryan. And a flight of the flight of the Valkyries kicks in and the crowd is on their feet with the giant yes, yes, yes chant. And he runs down to the ring <clears throat> and he's there helping with um, helping Christian Cage get up, helping Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy get up and there's there's this group on this side of the ring, and there's this group on this side of the ring, and, of course, the elite scatter. But before they can all scatter, Daniel attacks. Now, which one was it? Was it Nick Jackson? And just uh, 
just kicks the shit out of him. I think it was. So, yeah, Nick Jackson had a rough night. Or what, one of the Jacksons. Well, they both had a rough night. They lost their titles, and, you know, they went down to celebrate with Kenny, and they're like, yay, you know, you're still champ, but we're not. So so that's the, the, the next couple BTEs are going to be very interesting as well. <clears throat> so um, there's going to be a big drama thing. Like Adam Cole's like, come on, guys, cheer up. I'm back from the dead, and... The Young Bucks are going to be like, yeah, but we don't have our titles. Yeah, you're back and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's going to be something like that. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. So, um, so yeah, this was uh, <clears throat> this, this was a lot of fun. We got so many debuts. We got some surprises. Oh, man. This, uh, I, I really feel like this company is really starting, really going to start turning some heads, you know? But I'm, I, I try to be realistic at the same time. I know there's also going to be fans out there going, oh, WWE is dead. They might. Tony Khan might as well throw his show on Monday nights and start the Monday Night Wars. No, you know what? I don't want that. Stay on Wednesdays. Wednesdays is good. Okay? I'm good with that. I like having Mondays off. I can do whatever. I don't have to worry about watching three hours of Raw and being in pain by the end of the three hours. I can catch up on other stuff in the weekend that I might have missed, or I can do a jacked-up jukebox or review a documentary or whatever. And sometimes some most Mondays lately I just don't even do anything. Technically I should, but I don't. Cuz it's just nice to just kick back and just watch whatever sometimes on a Monday. <clears throat> you don't feel like you're chained to the USA network. Such a wonderful feeling once you finally figure that out. It really is. It's a great feeling. It's almost like quitting heroin. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, amazing pay-per-view. Let me know if you're watching this. Uh, if you're watching this on a replay, let me know your favorite parts of the uh, pay-per-view. You know, what was your favorite match? Whatever. Let me know. Um, so, uh, but Hey, it was a long day. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Going to have a little snack and call it a night and, um, just hold on to your butts folks. Cause man, this company's about to get even crazier. Got Minoru Suzuki versus Mox. The elite just got more powerful with Adam Cole, the American dragon, Brian Danielson, is here Ruby Soho and CM Punk after seven years just had his return match in what is going to be called the biggest show of the year. Can't wait to see what other people are saying about this show. The goosebumps are real, folks. This is going to be a lot of fun. But on our way out of here, you know what to do smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. 
Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. All right. Um, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Should probably watch Trent's show, hey? AAW. Folks, if you haven't watched um, Destination Chicago, Trent's company, AAW Pro out of Chi-Town, go check it out. They had a hell of a show this past weekend. Trent actually talked a lot about it on the free family dinner that we did Saturday night as opposed to tonight. And it was free. Usually it's Patreon content, so go check it out. It's it's a, a little long-winded. It's almost three hours, but damn, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll check you later, folks. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, especially if it's an extended weekend uh, for the holiday, Labor Day, or whatever it is. Be safe. Much love. Good night.